the Fortune 500. And as I've witnessed in the past five years, this getting worse and worse and worse. What she'll share with us today are the unvarnished mistakes she sees company after company make as they try to create a balance of men and women among their leadership ranks. The talk is being given anonymously, and her voice may have been changed to protect her anonymity. And now, the talk. It's 1989, and I've just walked into the office of a typical corporate CEO of the time. I'm in the outsized waiting area with desks for not one, but two administrative assistants bookending ridiculously large mahogany doors that allow you entry into the CEO's inner sanctum. I was already a successful senior executive, and I'd been asked to interview for a plum senior role at another organization. As you are wont to do on a big interviewing day, I arrived early to find a completely empty waiting area and the dull murmur of voices from the inner office. About 10 minutes into my wait, a man about my age popped his head out of the inner sanctum, looked out at the two empty admin desks, and promptly set his sights on me. Without skipping a beat, and assuming there couldn't possibly be any other reason a woman was sitting out there, he asked if I could get coffee for the CEO and his team. That situation wasn't all that exceptional for a female senior executive like me in the 1980s. In the moment, I simply bit my tongue, cheerfully asked, for how many? And went in search of the kitchen. I returned with a tray, knocked on the door, taking the tray directly to the CEO. He did a classic double take, quickly realizing just who had been asked to bring him his coffee. Yep, his soon-to-be interviewing senior vice president of sales and marketing. As you can imagine, the CEO is horrified. He quickly adjourned his meeting, asked for my forgiveness, and sat me down to tell me why this singular event should actually convince me to come and work for him on his team. He knew in 1989 the lack of gender diversity was a problem. Now, that story might seem like a relic from a time gone by, but sadly, today's reality for women within corporations isn't much better than it was in 1989. Despite the widespread realization that gender diversity is critical to business success, and despite well-intentioned efforts of a few top executives, women just aren't making it into the highest levels of our corporations. And it got me to wondering, why? For the last 30 years, I've worked as a leadership consultant with hundreds of companies of all sizes and across a variety of industries. And while my focus is solely on leadership and not gender equality, what I've observed over and over is that companies make three mistakes when they approach the challenge of increasing women in their leadership ranks. Over the past three decades, I've talked with literally thousands of leaders who realize that creating gender equality at every level within the organization isn't just a nice thing to do, but an absolute business imperative. What that CEO knew intuitively in 1989 has been extraordinarily well-documented since. Study after study shows that no matter how you torture the data, having women in the C-suite creates higher profitability, period. And yet, women are no better off in organizations than we were 30 years ago. In fact, things are so dismal for women at the highest levels of organizations 
that a recent study revealed that there are more CEOs in the S&P 1500 named John than there are women CEOs. So if this opportunity is so great, the results of creating gender equity at the highest levels of organizations so positive, why isn't it happening? The first mistake is the failure to approach this business problem with business metrics. Good intentions don't fix systemic problems. If you've got a business issue that threatens your company's ability to be successful, you need a business framework to solve it. I was recently working with a senior executive who was faced with a major disruption in his industry. His first step, as it would be for many of us, was to build a team of the best and the brightest within his company to create a solution to the problem. Not to discuss the disruption or to begin to create a plan.